Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Time. There's nothing more valuable. It's what drives everyone to make the most of every moment. We celebrate living large in the now. In a city where time disappears, we create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever. We go big, we go all night, and here, everyone is invited. So get loose and get loud. This is Circa. You'll have the time of your life. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hello and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 in Southern California, the Fan in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. I'm joined as always by G. Hey Wiley, Armani Buckets, Brandon Deutsch. Finally, the crew's back together. How are we all doing? Yeah, it's Monday and I'm here again, so it's kind of... It's kind of bizarre. It's great. Yeah, no, it's awesome. Yeah. You know, it uh, it was really a sad day yesterday. Not for Bears fans, obviously, <laughs> but it was a sad day for Lions fans because the Rams had it in the bag. They choked. And then, you know, it, it, also, can we talk about this? I'm not even a Rams fan. You know me. I'm diehard 49ers. That was Rams versus refs. Every single call <laughs> yeah, was going for yeah. the Seahawks. The Jalen Ramsey roughing. I mean, Gino went into him. That was ridiculous. The punt. Terrible. It was pushed into him. Yeah. Yeah. And then the, and then the, oh my gosh, it was ridiculous them trying to find a way for the Seahawks to win. But you know what? Uh, I'm glad the Packers lost. America wins when the Packers lose. Also, the Packers didn't have to get stomped by their, by the team that can't beat in the playoffs next week. So they, we did, they did themselves a favor by losing that game. <laughs> yeah. It was, um, oh, what a day for, for Bears fans. I mean, I know, dude. Got the first pick and the Packers get eliminated on the same day. And now all three of you have playoff games to get ready for this week. Very so that's, excited. Yeah. Well, Although, listen, are listen. you excited? No, no. Okay. <laughs> no I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Here's the thing. We're on this text exchange, and my young friend over here, Brandon, likes to uh, you know say the Cowboys aren't going to do. I know they're not going to do anything. I've, I've been watching this playoff for 25 straight years now, and I was so spoiled that as a young Cowboys fan, they won yeah, so much. Three and four yeah. years, amazing run. I thought that's the way it's going to be from now till uh, eternity. It hasn't been that way, and not, not only that, they 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 choke this time of the year, you know. So it's not just they don't just wait for the playoffs. They they kind of you know lose to the Washington Commanders. They lose these games that they should win. I mean, they had a third string quarterback. Well, what wasn't that the third string quarterback <laughs> for Washington? So listen, I have no I, I I have no delusions of grandeur. I don't think the Cowboys are going to go into Tampa and win that game. I think they're favored. Probably they are favored. They are favored. Um, but listen, like even if they win, I I don't think they're gonna do anything. I, I kind of want them to win yeah, because listen, then be because then they're probably a better match for the Eagles than the freaking Buccaneers. Even though the Buccaneers beat them last year, let's. Be you real. brought up a good point. By the way, you are the most nervous San Francisco fan on the planet. Now you are very nervous that they're playing Seattle, and I and I think you're right to be nervous. Just two things. Number one, you brought it up. It's hard to beat a team three times. Yeah. But also, when you go up against a divisional r- rival, they know you. They, they, they're very right. familiar with you. Now, can they beat you? That's, you know, but that's going to be a t- tough game. Yeah, no. So if you look at it on paper, you look at the Niners who have won 10 straight games and are probably the best team in the NFL right now, just considering over the past 10 games. They play the Seahawks, right? The Eagles 
got the one seed. They waltzed in and barely beat the reserves of the Giants. So they're kind of a fraudulent team, if you ask me, which is why I'm I'm actually now rooting for the Cowboys to win that game. Because selfishly, as a Niners fan, I want to play the Cowboys in the NFC Championship. Because oh, then it would be a be home classic, game. Old school. <laughs> then it would be a home game. So I'm rooting for you, Arash. I hope you guys there win. I really do. Well, let's, because well, let's do it. Because I want a Niners home NFC Championship game. I don't want to go to Philly, even though I think, I mean, that's far ahead. You got to win two. Well, everyone's got to win two games first, right? Except the Philly needs to win one. Yeah. But um, look, I, I mentioned that I would take the spread. It's looking like a blowout on paper, like the Niners are going to stomp them like they did the first two times. Again, the second game in Seattle was closer. The scoreboard was closer than, you know, obviously with the, the one yard line they took that. I mean, they should have won by three touchdowns. They won by one. I think it was like 21 to 13. It's hard to beat a team three times a year. We saw what happened with the Rams last year. Still, I think this is one of those games where the 49ers talent is just so, so, so like overpowering against Seattle, who had no, who has no business being in the playoffs by any means, right? By the I way, mean, amazing job by Pete. Yeah. Carroll. we do have to give credit. No one thought Seattle, and would they be have in a top position. five pick. So this exactly. is already a win. A I, I've seen Seattle fans on Twitter saying we're going to get just smacked by the Niners, but it's okay because we have a top five pick, and we didn't even expect to be here. And it's yeah. like. You it's know? a little bit, you know, when you play against a team that has nothing to lose, it's a little they're going to go for it on fourth and that's why and it'll short. be close. That's why it'll things. be close. Yeah. Everyone's saying it's going to be a wipeout. I would take the spread. I would take the points with Seattle. They're, uh, nine, I think they're plus nine and a half, plus ten. I would certainly take Seattle because these games are always close when they mean something. Trust me. And Carroll can outcoach Kyle. You think Kyle can outcoach McVay? It's the other, you know, Carroll can outcoach Kyle. Yeah, the big sure. story you brought up, Sean McVay, uh, it, it is really looking like he is not going to come back. I mean, talking to people around the uh, team, it has been trending in that direction. And then when Schefter reported what he did, listen, Schefter's the most connected guy in the league. For him to say what he did, um, here's what I think there. I think that someone in McVay's camp leaked that to Schefter. I think that there's still maybe a negotiation process in play whether it's he wants more money, more power, I don't know what this is, but this is trending in the, in the direction of Sean McVay going uh, to the TV booth. That's still something I'm not going to believe until I see it, only because he is such a competitor. And this season was such a disaster. But if he sees that there's no room for this team to improve, yes, they were hurt. But guys, when this team was healthy, they did not look like a contending team. They did not look like a Super Bowl team. Now, listen, they have not really been healthy this entire season. But I talked to enough people that that really believe that if he's not gone for good TV life and he's got he's beautiful wife, he wants to live the good life. And again, the TV life is $25 million per year. I mean, that's, it's crazy and money. on your butt. Exactly. You know, there's no pressure. And he knows football, obviously. Exactly. He's a genius, so yeah. it's easy for him. Yeah, and that first year, he's going to be like Tony Romo, where yeah. he's going to predict the plays, he's going to explain to you the game, and it's going to be great. So are we talking about like a play uh, color commentator or yeah. in the studio like Color Rex commentator. Ryan. He'll he'll be that Tony Romo okay. type. Actually, I like Rex Ryan in studio. I like him on Get Up. He has some good points he's a hard-nosed guy um, by the way so we could be looking at the two los angeles teams looking for new coaches because listen as as good as this season has been for, for the chargers when you look at all the guys who've been hurt this year if the chargers don't go into jacksonville and win that game he's gone he's, he's gotta gone. be gone and the unique thing about it is that sean payton is there now normally you don't have a super bowl champion coach there uh and even the more unique thing is that he's right here in southern california and he the, doesn't want to leave is the first issue is and i know armon you're going to bring this up the pick 
picks. The Rams don't have picks to get Sean Payton yeah. because the Saints are going to win. And the Chargers like, do. And the Chargers do. So, I mean, look, the Chargers have to go and win that game. Let's be real. Jacksonville's yeah. rolling. They got an elite defense. They destroyed them early on in the year. And like the Chargers are, we think the Cowboys choke. The Chargers choke more than the Cowboys, and it's a, you know, it is a different team though. I it mean, is a different oh, team. Totally, but, I don't expect this to be a blowout. But in the Chargers yeah, no, by no are means. two points, and so, but um, right now it's a pick 'em. It's a pick 'em, which it kind of makes. It makes sense. sense. It makes two sense. good quarterbacks, yeah, two right. good defenses playing great ball. Yeah. I mean, but why? But also, can we talk about? I, I don't even think they need to win. They should fire him either way. Why was Mike Williams and the starters playing in that? Game? I agree with that. Now, but here's the thing: if he if if he wins a playoff game, I and we'll talk to Fernando about this in segment two. He's on the hot seat if they win and they lose in the divisional round. If he gets them to the championship game, it is really hard to fire a coach when all the guys who've been hurt this year, he gets them to the conference championship game and they lose that game. It's like... I mean, it's certainly it's possible hard. because... But the thing is, it's not like you're just firing a coach and you yeah. don't know who you're going to bring in. If they have it kind of like a handshake agreement or something like that with Sean Payton... That's a different coach. That's a top five coach. That's a Super Bowl champion coach. Yeah, and the Broncos certainly don't know what they're doing because they're interviewing. He's not going to Denver. They're they're interviewing Raheem Morris, and I'm like, what are you doing, bro? Raheem Morris, Jesus. That was my question. Is okay. You win this week, and let's say they do it in in a convincing manner. They win in Jacksonville, and then you lose in very close fashion in Kansas Kansas City City or what? Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. No, I mean it's tough. I mean because at that point you're saying, okay, I mean this coach won you ten games or whatever won you a playoff game, lost a close game to KC in the divisional round. I mean, it. the only reason to justify that is that Sean Payne changes the culture of your team. I, I think at that point, you become a Super Bowl contending team. What about the compensation for Sean Payne? So that's that's the big question there, right? I mean, I, mean, I think the closest comparison recently would be John Gruden. Now, he went from coach to coach. I mean, at least Sean Payne's taking a year off here. Yeah. Uh, Listen, I, I do believe Sean Payne is worth a first-round pick. I don't know if that's what the mm. compensation would be. I don't know. Now, I think it helps the Chargers that they're not in the same conference. You know, I mean, with the Broncos, that's a— Yeah, you know, you're not gifting. Just like the yeah. Niners aren't going to just, like, accept an interview for the Broncos right now when they're, when they're you know, for D'Amico Ryans, anything. They're not going to accept anything until they go to the Super Bowl yeah. or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're not just going to let them waltz in there when they have work to do. Yeah. Right? Uh, well, the other unique thing, and you can touch on this, you know, I, I do think Jim Harbaugh will be back in the league. Now, the question is, you know, I mean, uh, do you come? Do you do you accept everything that comes with Harbaugh? Now, listen, he's a fantastic coach. If you're if you're not a good team, it is amazing what he did in like all of his stops: San Diego yeah. collegiately, Stanford, San Francisco. Um, and I think the time's up there. I mean, I mean, he he's really taken uh, uh, Michigan as far as he can. I mean, I think he. I, I know this is. I don't want to call it a hot take. I know that uh, nobody's going to agree with me. Let on me this. guess, choker. Yeah, he's one and six. I disagree. He's one oh and six in God. both games. He's one and okay, six so, with okay, Michigan. Okay, so okay, so here, here, that, those okay. Are good stats, Mr. We're, we're, we're turning this into first take right now, but like. Uh, Jihei, 
Michigan <laughs> could not beat Ohio State until he got exactly. there. Exactly. He won them twice. Good Stanford. For you. Good for you. You won what you you beat you beat. Oh, but they have State. no business being you. in the college should, football playoff. They just simply don't. I mean, he's he literally just let, got there. He should have gotten let go three years ago. He wow, that is. I no, completely disagree. Uh, he should have gotten let go three he's years ago. He's a fantastic coach. Ter- he's. Oh my he's gosh! I think he's smoking coach. mirrors. I think he's smoking how, mirrors. How how are they supposed to win that game against TCU when he's got freaking when he's got coach, McCarthy at quarterback? If he's such a great coach, then he would be able to win more than one. He ball made Cade McNamara and and, J, and JJ McCarthy look like NFL it's quarterbacks. It's Michigan. Okay, but here's my uh, thing Michigan. on this: He went to Stanford, turned him into a perennial football, you know, Pac-12 powerhouse. Mm-hmm. When he leaves, David Shaw can't coach to save his life. Now they're in the gutter. They're the worst team in the Pac-12. That shows you Harbaugh's greatness. San Francisco, when he was there, he obviously had the dispute with Balky, who's now the GM of um, Jacksonville, right? When he left, the Niners sucked for years before they got Kyle Shanahan. They were so bad prior to him coming He's a winner. He is a winner. He wins. How many Super Bowls does he have? That doesn't matter. He gets there. He gets there. So then then that that whole entire argument of your Laker argument is null and void then. What do you mean? Because you're like, we have all these okay, rings. Okay, well, well, we when the alternative titles. is poverty and, the, and you never make the playoffs and he this gets you to a Super Bowl. I agree with I mean, Brandon here. So he, he generally, when you look at his track, now, except for, you know. How many rings, guys? Okay. Count the rings. So he took over Stanford when they were the worst team in the Pac-12. Yeah. Made them a, you know, New Year's Six Bowl team. You know, every a, a year. Contender. Did he win a championship? No. He takes over San Francisco when they were the worst team in the league. Takes them to the Super Bowl. Did they win? No. No. But, I mean. They okay, wouldn't have gone there without I him. I was going to say, he took <laughs> over the worst team and took them to the championship. Michigan. Michigan was like 7-5 and five before he got for, there. Then good for him. I'm glad that they have a winning record. But they still don't have no rings. So that at Only the one end of team the day, finishes the season. Yeah, yeah, only, I don't, I don't think you understand. Day, how hard it is to win a national oh, no, championship. Absolutely. It's totally hard. It's absolutely hard. I am not I'm not taking that away from anybody. It's really difficult and in, in, in on any level to win a national title, to win a Super Bowl, to win a Stanley Cup, to win anything is is difficult. I'm not taking that away from him. Good for him for getting there. But but you're if you're but, not first, you're last, buddy. This like, is sort of the, like 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 if a coach had taken over the Clippers prior to Steve Ballmer when they were like the worst franchise in sports and he took them to the NBA finals in consecutive years. Are, are you going to say, well, but you didn't win a championship. Yes. He took over the worst team in the league and he took him to the championship. Just, yeah. I mean, times, not though, even, and he never won. Yeah. It doesn't, it's so hard to win. Like, oh it's so hard to win. Like he took over the worst team in the league. How many teams can go in and win? Like Belichick came in. Yeah, he won. Yeah. He's also the greatest coach in football history. Right. Like, I mean, my, my whole thing with Harbaugh in San Francisco is, yes, he took over a terrible situation, but also he had a defensive coordinator in Vic Fangio, Pat Willis and Navarro Bowman. That defense yeah. was carrying them. I actually kind of side with Jihei here. I think he's a coach that gives you a really, really high floor, but your ceiling is also limited. I don't think that's, I don't think that's ridiculous to say. So you're always going to be really solid, but can you actually get over that hump? I don't know. When you take over for Jim Tom Sula, it's not hard to look better. It was it was uh, Mike Singletary but look over and Jim Tom all the coaches that they had. Like post George Seifert in San Francisco, he's a really good coach, fantastic but coach. So is Doc Rivers, by the way. And I don't mean to make that. I guess whoa, the difference whoa, whoa, whoa. is the difference. Come yeah, on, they win big, in in the regular season. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, they make the playoffs, guys. They make the playoffs. But by the way, so you know, he's a really good coach. 
By the way, he won a championship. So, like, I guess that he's like the best coach because he won a championship. I guess if you Doc win Rivers. one championship, yeah, yeah, then that's yeah. all that matters. <laughs> I was about to say at least Doc won one. All right, well, I guess okay. yeah. That's fine. Can we can we switch the subject though for a second? Because I wanted to talk about the coach firings, and I think it's unfair about Lovey Smith. I yep. think he coached the crap out of that football team. You know, this year they really were a bad roster. I know people are like, oh, they're better roster than that. No, they weren't. They weren't that. They weren't that good, and they still were able to win that game yesterday. By the way. Just to your point, the one time Doc won Coach of the Year, he was below 500. He coached the Orlando Magic mm. when they had the worst team in the league. Yep. Sometimes you, you you can just do the best with what you have. And Smith yeah. in Houston did the best with what yeah. he had. I mean, it wasn't exactly. very good. Exactly. And I really do think, I mean, there's no way to prove it. I, I bet you he got punished I, I, for, winning, I, that for winning that last game. <laughs> Thank God for yeah, because, yeah. Cause, <laughs> yeah, because now no. Yeah, your old friend loves <laughs> you. I'm sure. You know why? Because now a team is going to trade up to get Bryce Young. And now they're not going to get Bryce Young. Right? Unless they trade one spot well, up and trade the house. We're hearing the debates already, and I don't know, you know, I mean, you probably think it's crazy. What? Should Justin Fields or no, Bryce? He's our quarterback. No, <laughs> there's no you got to no stick way. with Fields. Yeah, you have to. Yeah. I mean, you have two options as the Bears, uh, with the Bears' number one pick. The, the most viable option is to trade it and get a haul of assets because there's one sure thing quarterback in the draft, and it's Bryce Young. The others are either busts or hit or miss. You know, Bryce Young, yeah, he's tiny, but you know what you're going to get from him. He's going to be at least Russell Wilson, right? Or like close to that. Like that's what he's going to be. So he's going to be the number one pick and teams are going to trade the house for a guy like that because they don't want to go into next year with a Daniel Jones, no offense, or like a, or, oh, I want to or a Matt Ryan <laughs> or, or yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo. No offense to Jimmy Garoppolo. You know what I'm saying? They want someone who's going to yeah. push Carson Wentz. They want someone who's going to push them over the top and the Texans are a young team they really need Bryce Young I wouldn't be surprised if they I know the Tunsil situation like screwed them with picks um, but now the Bears have options you could take Will Anderson you could trade the pick you know Trade the pick. Trade but the pick, yeah. Also, the only reason I say that is because of how many holes the Bears have on the roster. We need literally everything. So accumulate the assets and get as much as you can on this roster because your window is short. You have to go for it now. You don't know what Justin Fields is going to look like in three, four, five years with mobile quarterbacks. Go for it now. Yeah. My, um, <laughs> I just wanted to ask you, though, on the record, <laughs> yeah. because I know we haven't talked about it yet. Yeah. Where are you at with the Lakers? They are going to finish with the 10 seed. There's no doubt in my mind. Um, and I've said well, that. But why set, set the bar so short right now? 10 seed. Are you? That's all. That's <clears> our <throat> bet. That was my yeah. goal for them to be the 10 seed. And listen, if they move higher than the 10 seed, that's fantastic. By the way, the West, and we've talked about it, and I always thought at some point things would kind of clear itself out. It is so wide open. It is yeah, so wide yeah. open. I thought a crazy debate at the beginning of the season that's not so crazy. Who's going to finish with a better record, the Lakers or the Clippers? Clippers. I mean, you, you, I mean, but they should, right? I they mean, should. I, I mean, we, we begin the season with them as the championship favorite or co-favorite or something along those lines, and now it's like they're both around the same. They're, they're, you know. Now, I, there's two different seasons, two different teams, but last year's Celtics were also 21 and 21 at this exact point. Interesting. And then they started to win. They they had a nine-game winning streak. I think they were actually 24 and 24 yeah. after they started 21 and 21. They had one winning streak that really propelled them, and it started on the defensive end. The Clippers yesterday played great for 
two and a half, three quarters. Yeah. But that second quarter, they decided not to play defense. And that's their issue. They have these lapses where they just don't try. Yeah. And when they don't try, they get killed because yeah. their offense is terrible. They're the 29th ranked offense in the league. So that's you have terrible. to be a great defensive team. But I'm, I'm still... Uh, that's the Lakers issue. Are the they Lakers ever going to play yeah. defense? You know, Their offense looks great right now, but are they ever going to play defense? When Davis comes back, they'll be better, but what, are they still, you know... It's it's tough. The West is wide open. Well, that's the, that's what I love about it. And that's why I think... Set the bar high. Set the bar high. <laughs> what do you think? What is the best case... I mean, best case scenario Get out the of Lakers. the play-in. No, oh, yeah. in terms of seeding-wise, try to get to sixth. Of, of course, but, I mean, they, they haven't been close to... I mean, when I say close, I mean, it's all relative. All these games, all these teams are separated by a couple of games. Yeah. Like, they're it's two nuts. back of six, so yeah. why not make that the goal and then avoid the playing and then if you play a new orleans memphis hopefully not i wouldn't want to play denver yeah. um but they're point five games back of six. Point five. Oh, i i i'm amazing in, in one game back of five Here we they're go. right there i'm they're right there our drinks <laughs> well, but the thing is, the variance is so high, though. Exactly. That's that's the that's the beautiful. Can part. they can can they still do something? Can they still make a move? I mean, would you make a move? Is there a move out there to to be I mean, made if the team's could, winning, uh, why make a move? Right yeah, now? it's <laughs> you know, like uh, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But I mean, by the way, the fact that they haven't lost this year is pretty amazing. Twenty twenty three, right? It's not going to be. A, Wait, yeah. they don't play tonight, do they? Denver. Oh, no, well, no, they don't. They don't play tonight, do they? In Denver. They do. You're so certain that, that's, that's tonight. But by the oh, way, it is tonight. What You're happens? Right. What, what what happens to your thoughts on this team if they find a way to win? <laughs> this, <laughs> you, you have to start having the conversations about They're what not the ceiling of the team that's is. Fine, but I'm just saying it's They're a regular season tonight. game. You know, it's a. But man, here we go with the Lakers. Lake Show. <laughs> I love the optimism. <laughs> <laughs> let's come back, AD. They're let's not going to win tonight. Dude. All right. Let's leave it there for now. When we come back, we'll be joined by our good friend, Fernando Ramirez of the Sporting Tribune, talking about the Chargers. When we come back on the Mightier 1090 in Southern California, the fan in Las Vegas, and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. what drives everyone to make the most of every moment we celebrate living large in the now in a city where time disappears we create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever we go big we go all night and here everyone is invited to get loose and get loud this is circa you'll have the time of your life This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 in Southern California, the fan in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Just as a reminder, if you have a question or comment or just want to win tickets to an upcoming game in Southern California, Las Vegas or Hawaii, call our hotline 310-400-0340. All right, let's go out to the Circus Sports guest hotline right now and join our good friend Fernando Ramirez of the Sporting Tribune. Fernando, how are you? Rosh, I'm doing great. How about yourself? Doing well. All right, Fernando, finally we know where the Chargers are headed for the playoffs. You're going to Jacksonville. Uh, Not the best 
finish to the season. They didn't really need to play anyone. They did, didn't turn out that well. So let's first start with this. Your thoughts on that last game of the season, a lot of questions about Staley playing his starters in the first half. Your thoughts on that? Well, Rush, one of those damned if you do, damned if you don't. If they would have gone into Jacksonville without playing any other guys and they would have laid an egg, everybody would have said, well, you should have played them against Denver. And if, uh, or yeah, against Denver. And if they wouldn't, if they, he does play them and somebody gets hurt, like that happens, then obviously you're going to get criticized. Either way, you're going to get criticized. I didn't understand the move. Keenan Allen has been hurt uh, more than half of the season. Mike Williams had his own injuries. I would have put them in a in a in a glass box. I would have sat both of them this game. I would have said, "You two are uh, you two need to sit. Let's bring up Michael Bandy. Let's bring up somebody from the practice squad. Let's play those guys. Justin Herbert, you've done it before. You're only going to play a quarter. Go in there, throw to these guys, and then you're out. So <clears throat> that would have been that's what I would have done. Um, obviously, Brandon felt like he wanted momentum going into this game. Uh, he was a little fired up, uh, a little a little. Uh, I'm not going to go all the way to P.O., even though he did look at in the press conference. He said, hey, we only have 48 guys we can dress, which, uh, Ross, that's always been a question I've always had. Why 48? Why right? not the full 53? Yeah. But I've never gotten a full answer. The only answer I've gotten is, oh, to see uh, the competitive edge and who can do what. I'm like, dude, that sounds dumb to me, but I guess. I'm no Albert Einstein, but, uh, but it just seems dumb to me to not be able to dress all the guys, especially in the final game of the season. Um, but I, 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 I guess so, uh, so basically Brandon said after the game, I only have 48 guys I can dress. Uh, we tried our best. We wanted momentum going into the Jacksonville game. It might've, uh, hurt a little bit because in the second half, Jerry Judy went off on the, on the chargers. But in my opinion, I thought the defense was kind of looking at the, at Brandon and going, Hey, like, are you going to take us out? Like we want to go out. Like yeah. it's time, like it's out. And it seemed like they weren't, they were playing a little bit of uh, pro football. or they were playing a little bit of pro bowl football. At one point, I didn't think the guys were like trying to tackle or get hurt or anything. So I understood that point of view. But uh, but yeah, it's just not a good look around, especially because Jacksonville's tough. They're riding. Uh, uh, they're one of the hottest teams in the NFL, which the Chargers were as well and, um, before yesterday. But uh, but yeah, no, not not a good look for Brandon Staley at all uh, all around. Fernando, now we know the matchup. They are heading to Jacksonville. Um, you know, the unique there thing there again. Uh, the game is a pick'em. Uh, according to Circus Sports, um, Jacksonville blew out the Chargers. That was that was the worst that the Chargers looked all season. That game was at SoFi. Um, your thoughts on this one? Again, the Chargers are not the same team that they were back then. The Jaguars yeah. are not the same team. But your thoughts on th- this game? Well, I would throw that that game completely away just because Corey Lindsley didn't play. Justin yeah. Herbert had just uh, gotten his ribs rearranged for that game or before the game before that. So obviously. He's a different quarterback from them. They have uh, Keenan Allen back. Keenan Allen didn't play in that game. So there are some pieces that, uh, and the Chargers defense has been playing a lot better, uh, minus what you saw on Sunday, but they have been playing better. They've been better against the run. James Robinson had over 100 yards in that game. He had a 50-yard run against the uh, Chargers on fourth and one. James Robinson is no longer with, uh, with, the, char- with the Jaguars, but Travis Etienne's dangerous. So it, it's really going gonna to come down to which defense can make the most stops, in my opinion. Uh, both teams have uh, weapons. Both teams can fire off at uh, at any point. But uh, it's gonna be, I think it's going to be a defensive game where whoever comes up with a big turnover is going to end up uh, winning the game. So, uh, But I, I, def- I definitely think this is a completely different game. I think strategies are different. I even, I mean, 
both offenses to me looked a little bit stale on uh well not, the Chargers offense looked okay in Denver. I thought the Jaguars offense looked a little stale uh on Saturday. I mean, it took a former Charger Rayshon Jenkins to uh to get the ball out of Josh Josh Dobbs' hands and obviously the other Josh Allen ran it in for a touchdown. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see how the, both of these teams line up and match up on uh, on Saturday. But I think it's going to be the best matchup of Wild Card Weekend, to be completely honest. I agree. I'm very much looking forward to the the quarterbacks of the future there, uh, Trevor Lawrence and Justin Herbert. Um, listen, we've been talking about this for quite some time this entire season. Now that the Chargers are there in the playoffs, you have Sean Payton out there. Jim Harbaugh's out there, but I don't think he's in the mix. Um, listen, I mean, I think this is a very crucial postseason for Brandon Staley. I mean, how would you characterize his position? Like, would he be on the hot seat? Does he have to win a game? Does he have to win two games? What do you think about this postseason in, when you talk about the future of Brandon? To be completely honest, Arash, I think, the one factor that kind of helped uh, Brandon a lot is that he didn't lose the team at all at any point in this season. The team has been united no matter what. They've known the message. They've stuck together. They've been there together. And the thing is, is that last year in the postseason or before in week 18, both Super Bowl teams, both teams that made it to the Super Bowl lost. So, I mean, this could be a complete outlier. They could go on a run and, and, ever, and Brandon Staley now looks like a genius. Uh, so you just never know what could happen. But, I think the organization likes Brandon. I think the players love Brandon. Um, I think he. I think he's safe for now. But uh, say that next year they don't make it to the playoffs, then and this year it's a one and done. Then you might have a conversation there. But other than that, I think the players li- love him. I think the organization likes him. I think he's done uh, some good things for them. Now there's some questionable things that he's done on the field, uh, where some people are kind of like, dude, what what's going on? But. Uh, but for right now, I think uh, I think Brandon is safe for right now. And the crazy part would be if Sean Payton decides, you know what, I'm good. I'm gonna sit out another year. I'm gonna go to Fo- I'm gonna go back to Fox, and I'm gonna wait out, see what's out there. That would be a crazy thing because then next year you get the same. Unless the Chargers win it all, yeah. you're gonna get the same rumor uh, floating around. I think even next year. Yeah, and Fernando, I wanted to ask you about. The other look, I don't want to look ahead. I'm going to ask you about the 49ers. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't. I don't. I don't want to. I, I, I don't want to. I don't want to talk about them. I, I my dad asked me. He's like, "Hey, Brandon, are you going to watch the game next week?" And it's the Seahawks. I'm like, "Hopefully, I don't need to. I'll be at the gym." And it's at like one. I'm like, "Hopefully, hopefully they steamroll them. Like it'd be a complete joke Dude, I'm if be they at don't." The gym. <laughs> no, it's true. Like, hopefully, I don't need to watch that game. Like, I'm that's eat the my goal. Vitamins and say my prayers, brother. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, that's a whole separate conversation. Tough to beat a team. I'll give this. I'll give Seattle this. Their lack of talent. Type tough to beat a team three times in one year. But I wanted to ask you about if the Chargers win this game, they would play Kansas yeah. City, right? I mean, nine times Ooh. out of ten, unless unless there's an upset in the other two games. Um, I don't see the Ravens going anywhere close to the Bengals, in my opinion. I don't no. see, sure as heck, don't see the Dolphins beating the Bills unless Tua comes back and you know is is revived of all concussions he's suffered this year. I mean, the guy probably doesn't know where he is. It sucks, but it's it's well, I think it's a brutal Jaylen game. And, uh, and Tyreek Hill got hurt on uh, right. On, both of them were limping around on Sunday. So my question is this: Like I mentioned, Seattle is it's a different. That's a different situation. Them versus the Niners three times. Kansas City and L.A. Chargers are closer to on par in talent. So what I would say is to you, is that a pick'em game if the Chargers beat the beat the Jaguars? 
in Arrowhead? I mean, then you they go to Arrowhead? Give, yeah, you have to give respect to the team that uh, that obviously has been there, has done it. Patrick Mahomes is 1-1. Andy Reid is a great coach. But I think it would be a lot closer than what people expect. I think the Chargers could give Kansas City the fight of their life um, just because the Chargers know them. They've lost twice to them. But both times that they've lost, the Chargers have been missing a key piece. The first time that they played, they were missing uh, Keenan Allen. The second time that they played, they missed Mike Williams only played for, uh, I think, only two drives, if not three, and then he got hurt. Um, so if the Chargers would be able to, to beat Jacksonville and they played Kansas City, it would be a really tough game, especially because Joey Bosa's back. Uh, the Chargers' defense has been playing a lot better. They have a pass rush. Kyle Van Noy, five sacks in five games in a row, and they're creating turnovers. So uh, I think it definitely, they'd give them the fight of their life. I really do think it'd be a lot, it, I, it'd be a real close game. And and uh, and Kansas City hasn't been playing all that well in this back uh, stretch of the season. They've, uh, they've, they've the, the Broncos have taken it to them twice. The, uh, the uh, Houston Texans took them to overtime. So it's not a guarantee that Kansas City would just team all the charge and go into the AFC Championship. So, uh, and then you already know uh, the history when it comes to, uh, one team having the bye week. Sometimes those teams come out lazy. They come out a little bit, um, a little bit. Well, I mean, Kansas City's done it before, but uh, they could come out uh, like a days ago and the Chargers could hit them at the right time. So you just never know. But if the Chargers win this game convincingly on Sunday, convincingly I say like um, by a touchdown or feel, or just feel good going into that game, I really do think that they could, uh, they could take it to Kansas City and make it a hard, long day for Kansas City. That would definitely be something, Fernando. Can't wait to see if that manifests itself. I wanted to ask you, in segment one, we had our friend Arash Markazi. He was talking about the history of the Dallas Cowboys and their playoff struggles in recent memory. Um, Can we paint a best-case scenario uh, in your mind for the Cowboys in these playoffs to hopefully cheer up Arash? (laughs) I already already know how it's going to play out. (laughs) There we go. Wait, 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 wait. Best case. Uh, Raj, honestly, do you feel like his, his, like, I think if they're one and done, they could look at uh, Mike McCarthy and they could fire him. Listen, Sean Payne and Jerry Jones go back a long way. Sean Payne oh, was yeah. an offensive coordinator under Bill Parcells. I think those 100%. two have always wanted to work together for quite some time. Uh, listen, I've seen the story play out. I mean, they've been you know the past twenty five years that they, they have a good season. Or, or by the way, they don't have a good season. They don't make the playoffs. But they win 12, 12 games. They go in. And by the way, I, this is a very tough wild card game for them. I mean, they're going to Tampa 100%. Bay, a team that smoked and them in week one. They didn't look good. They didn't look good at all. And now they're going up against Tom Brady. So uh, no expectations that they're going to go in there and win that game. Wait, wait, wait. But six weeks ago, I thought you were saying they'd win the Super Bowl. <laughs> no, it, was it was a joke. joke. Okay, yeah. it was a joke. Okay. okay. Like, I'm just our, making sure. I'm just like making sure. Like a Cubs sure. fan saying, this is our year. I mean, like, okay. they haven't I didn't won know if it was a joke. crap in 100 years. You know, I'm rooting for them because I do want San Francisco. So, I mean, I think the Cowboys have a better shot at beating the Eagles than the Buccaneers. So I want San Francisco to have three home games. My heart would break, though, if Peyton went to the Cowboys as a Giants fan. No, but that's where he started his career as as a coordinator. So, you know. I think the only thing that would stop him him from going there is the power struggle with him and Jerry. Jerry Jones is owner, GM, head coach, and everything else you want to put on there. So I think the power struggle of, hey, Jerry, you need to – He'd come in like Jimmy Johnson. Stand back. Let me work this thing. Let me win this thing. But I need you away from me. Get away from me. I need you. Need to let me do my thing. 
And I think, uh, Rosh, if I'm not mistaken, that would be the power struggle right there yeah. between both of them. And that would, might lead for Sean Payton to be like, you know what? This isn't as sexy as I thought. Yeah. And Fernando, I know this this is going to air during the game, but uh, it'll still be ongoing when this airs. I do think 12 and a half is a lot, is a lot. I do think TCU covers that for sure. What are your thoughts there? And oh, I think I, they could win outright. I, I agree. I think TCU is a dangerous team. I think they're fast. They're really fast. And I think uh, I think that's going to be uh, dangerous for Georgia. And Georgia didn't, I, I mean, they, they, they played a good game against... Uh, um, against Ohio State, but they they still they face a little bit of danger, and TCU is a dangerous team, and they just took down Michigan. So I mean, if I'm uh, if I'm Georgia, I'm on my P's and Q's because uh, TCU's coming, and I think it's going to be a very uh, I think it's going to be a fun and electric game. I'll be watching on the Pat McAfee special. That's what yes. I want to I want to so see what, what kind of stuff they throw out there, but uh, but definitely I think it's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting, and and I think it's going to be one of the better national championships we've had in a while. And so, like, listen, I, I I was telling you guys that I have no confidence in the Cowboys. I do have confidence that the Lakers will be in this playing tournament. And Armani Buckets <laughs> said I was Davis crazy. is coming back. Davis is ramping up to the come savior. back this week. The Lakers are just a half game out of the six seed. I mean, listen, uh, the bet that I made with Armani Buckets you, is about you the should win seed. that for sure. We're not even looking about the ten seed no more. <laughs> I've had some time to think about it. We're going six seed. Forget the playing tournament. I love the confidence. We're going. Hey, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, in a couple years, Thomas we're bringing Brody James, Kobe the second, Kobe the second, Thomas Bryant, Kobe the second, Fernando. What do you think about the Lakers? Listen, I I I had no expectations this year, but I mean, I mean, they've quietly not lost a game in 2023. Yeah, no, you're completely right. And LeBron looks a little bit, I mean, I don't know what, uh, I know uh, Shannon Sharp says he goes down to Wakanda and he gets <laughs> that high break. But, uh, but he looks fresh. He yeah. looks good. He, he's playing really hard. And I know he has to take a game off here and there, but uh, I really do think that the, that the Lakers are rolling right now. They're playing really well. And obviously they're winning the games that they have to win. I know it's taking them a little bit. I mean, it takes them to the end of the game. But, hey, I mean, wins are wins. And, and uh, I think the Lakers, if they get Anthony Davis back and, and he can walk and he can run, he can do everything he can, he plays the way he was playing before he got injured, I definitely think they can make a, they could definitely make a run and, uh, and, uh, and definitely win that uh, bet for your rush. Cause that's, that's what's most important, that bet. Uh, okay, listen, I, I talked about Brandon Staley. Uh, listen, Fernando, I keep hearing from enough people who would know. I, I do think Sean McVay takes some time away. I think he steps away from the Rams. Not, not, listen, when you're yeah. that young, I don't think he's going to retire. The TV money now is so crazy. I mean, it, it, it it's more than the majority of the coaches make. I mean, when you talk about $25 million a year, there's no pressure. You just have to kind of say what you know. Uh, and you know that first year in the booth for him, he's going to be like Tony, where he's going to predict the plays and all that good stuff. Your thoughts on that? Again, one year removed. We were both at SoFi Stadium a year ago. The Rams won the Super Bowl. Sean McVay is the toast of the football world. And now it really does look like he's going to take some time Um and again, I don't want to say retiring from coaching, but at least taking some time to be like, let's see what this TV yeah. thing is all about. Your thoughts on that? Well, Rush, I think winning puts uh, five years on your life. I think losing takes away 10 years. Yeah. So I think he, he's, this is new for him. And I think he completely, I don't think he knows what this life is all about. This, uh, I mean, losing, I mean, 
he's been used to winning ever since he got to that franchise. I think losing takes a toll on you, and especially the way they lost. I mean, you lose Aaron Donald, you lose Cooper Cup at some point, and then you're kind of questioning your coaching decision because he kind of pulled a Brandon Staley in a sense. Like, he left the Cooper Cup in there too long, he gets hurt. And you're kind of questioning yourself as a coach. You're questioning yourself as a leader of this team and everything. So I'm sure he wants to take some time away, step away. I, I kind of commend him. I mean, how many how many coaches don't literally? I mean, and I'm not, I'm figuratively die on the on the coaching chair, like not because of because of the stress, because of the lifestyle that you have to you have to take. I mean, during the season, these guys aren't seeing their families. If if anything, they see their families about ten hours uh, during the week, if that. So, um, so definitely, I commend him for taking some time away for uh, for going somewhere. Now, my question is: I wonder if Kirk Street will go back to just doing game day, yeah. And he steps in the Amazon. I, 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 that's where I'd like to see him in the Amazon booth. You get in there. You're uh, it's you and Al Michaels. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, two different two two different eras uh, coming together: the young era versus the older and more experienced era. Which I recommend whoever's out there and wants a fun book to read: Al Michaels' book is very very good so i'd recommend that uh i recommend that book a lot i i loved uh i loved reading it but definitely i think i i commend sean mcveigh if he takes time away hey kudos to you uh for for recognizing that you need some time off you want to spend some time with your wife uh maybe uh with your uh, do more family activities congratulations to you kudos to you now it's going to be interesting to see who the Rams bring in to be their next head coach. Will Matthew Stafford want to say, will Aaron Donald want, I told you uh, a couple of weeks ago that if this was going to be a domino, if Sean McVay would leave, yeah. there could be yeah. a domino effect with this team. Jalen Ramsey could ask for a trade. So definitely a lot of uh, the Rams are going to be, uh, they're, they're going to grab a couple of headlines, I think in the next couple of weeks. And I know this might be unfair to ask, but predictions, Super Bowl predictions right now. Give me the, give me who's coming out of the NFC and AFC. All right, Fernando, right now, as it stands. Oh, I'll say, I'll say it'll be a, uh, I'll say, oh my God. I'll, okay, I'll, I'll do it. I'll <laughs> say Chiefs, uh, Bills, ver- no, I'm going to go Chiefs 49ers. Chiefs 49ers, all right. Uh, I like PTSD. You want to give me PTSD, that's, that's, that's the game. So San Francisco's hey, going to have ba- the You're lead. better than you were back then. You <laughs> yeah. were, you're a lot better than you were back then. I mean, yeah. this team should win the Super Bowl, but, I mean, we've seen what happens in the past to Kyle in big games. So, I mean, there's a little skepticism. There's a little skepticism. Man. That's true. Okay, real, real quick, last 90 seconds. For you, Brandon... What do you do if Jimmy Garoppolo is healthy for the Super Bowl? Now, what if Brock Purdy leads you all the way there? The Super Bowl? Jimmy G. You keep Jimmy G on the bench. I, I would agree. <laughs> Fernando, do you agree? Yeah, no, I'd go the Colin Kaepernick, Alex Smith route. I, I leave. Uh, I, go, I go with the hot hand. Yeah, I go with the hot hand, right? Yep, same with me. I would. And think about this. If the 49ers win the Super Bowl, that'd be 14 straight wins. They're sitting at 10 That right would now. be nuts. That's yeah. yeah, stick with the hot hand. He's getting Go excited. He's gonna, remember, he's going to be at the gym on... on yeah, <laughs> up and iron. Yeah, that's a trap game. I'm not going to lie. It's a trap game, but they should take care of business. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but this, this postseason is going to be fantastic. Beginning Saturday. You want to hear an upset? Yes. Giants over Vikings. There we go. Oh, Let's go. Jets. Yeah. 
That's an upset. The Vikings have 13 wins. What do you mean? It's in bu- hey, in Bucks over Cowboys. That's not an Bucks upset either. Not- <laughs> the victory lap this guy takes for the Cowboys losing in the postseason. I'm like, I've seen this happen for 25 years, bro. Uh, I called Bucks way. over yeah. Cowboys five weeks All right. ago. <laughs> Fernando, you're the best. We'll do it again next week, my friend. Uh, let's see if the Chargers can keep this thing going. That's all the time we have for today. Let's do it again tomorrow. Until then, this is Arash Markazi saying stay safe and stay healthy. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hustle for the cash, so it's hard to knock it. Everybody got their own thing, currency chasing. Worldwide through the hard times, worrying faces. Shed tears as we bury brothers close to heart. What was a friend, now a ghost in the dark. Hard part about it, brother. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.